head to StravaCraftCoffee.com. You can get 20% off Strava Craft Coffee. This is an exclusive offer only for DNVR podcast listeners. You can get Strava Craft Coffee, which is packed with CBD, which has been known to help cure tons of stuff, long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, aches and pains that you might have. You can get it for 20% off when you use the code DNVR20. That's the code DNVR20, DNVR20. You can also get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and 20% off when you get it delivered. Head to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. Eric's favorite. <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Eric's favorite. Oh, this you know what this is? This is the official soundtrack of the MLB All-Star uniforms. <laughs> so it sucks? Yes. <laughs> it's what Eric says, man, but every time it puts us in a great mood. It just gets us ready for Friday. The sun is shining, guys. Hey, Friday Friday is like outside. mostly over. Like you're not if you're not ready it's for not Friday. Mostly over. Friday is not mostly over. The work part of Friday is mostly over, but the fun Friday, part of Friday is right Friday. around the corner. Friday has uh, whatever. I hate Friday night. <laughs> yet to begin. Friday night is upon us. You know, I'm a big fan of Eric's energy today. He's gonna. He's he's taking off the show here. No, I'm just kidding. Bring bring him back. What is up, everybody? And welcome into a very casual, fresh, so casual, man. A very casual Friday edition of the DMBA show. I, it's am I overdressed. You are very <laughs> overdressed, man. You are very overdressed. No, I'll, take, I'll take my. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got a crazy, uh, we got a crazy show for you today, guys, because we are bringing back some old classics. The Steps are gonna make a return today, guys. The Steps. What? Oh boy. So oh, is boy. so is Adam's internet apparently. Right off the bat, we got Fuzzy <laughs> Mars. Fuzzy Mars. Yeah, dude. Audio's clean. Audio's clean. I can't believe we were able to win that uh, copyright battle and and get the steps back. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we're also bringing back a lesser a lesser uh, recurring bit, but still, it's an okay one. Uh, online with D line. That'll be making its return. <laughs> Not too excited. Could skip it. Too excited. <laughs> but we are debuting a fantastic new series called Wind on One, where uh, Harrison Wind sits down with somebody and talks to I, them. Yeah. I interview somebody about something. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a little teaser. We that's didn't know that wow. part. I only thought it was just going to be you talking. I didn't realize there'd be somebody else, and you would talk. I know. About I know something? that's what you would prefer, but no, it's me and somebody else. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I can't wait for all that. I'm going to introduce. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up. Right now, there's an odds boost. You can get plus 100 for Milwaukee. I think that's a good bet. Usually, those odds best boosts, I think, are sucker bets. I don't see Milwaukee going down 0-2 at home, guys. I don't see that happening. So you get plus money that they win tonight. That's great. That's a great deal. Is that right? Am I wrong? I'm, I'm definitely taking yeah. that. I. I I guarantee <laughs> hmm. you are the Chuck of this group. I got the man with the wind in his hair with this. He must be on the Peloton a lot lately because look at that jawline. It's always yeah, it's good, strong. but today <laughs> very strong. Very strong. I know he either, he either, yeah. he's either been on the Peloton or bought a chisel. No, we uh, we set our wedding date actually, so you know, already just cutting for the. Oh, wedding. that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, what's funny, man. I was trying to figure out. I'm like, man, Lindsay and Brandon look great lately. I'm like, oh, it's their wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, dead giveaway. It, it's fun, man. They look fantastic. It's funny because Spano has like they have their like uh, honeymoon photos or whatever. Spano's got a little like six pack in his, oh, yeah. in his photos, man. He's yeah. looking. He, he got really shredded. Ready. He set uh, a high a bar for me pack. to reach. <laughs> he did set a high bar. Man, what if wind comes back? A little six-pack, man. 
giant bulging bicep. I expect it as well. Uh, I got oh, the man with the flowered shirt. Are, are they little? Are they little pterodactyls? Sharks? sharks? Uh, no, it's uh, pineapples, sharks, and trees. And uh, see if I can find it. There's like an ink, a pen ink stain on this as well. Mm. For those who are curious. So wow. pineapples is the international symbol for swingers. Is that true? I got to change my entire wardrobe. Yeah. I have so much to clean up. Yeah, I learned That's that one the other day. Uh, and then, of course, D-Line down in the corner. You guys know him. Who gives a shit? Who Move really, on, guys. Who, who really cares? Um, if you guys are members, you can hop in the DNVR Lounge, the Discord channel, and you can <laughs> and you can join the show. The, some of the topics we're going to be talking about today, we'd love to hear from you guys. So if you are a DNVR subscriber, you can go ahead and, and join us on these casual Fridays. Um, but first, guys, Michael Malone spoke to the media today for the first time in two weeks since you know bowing out in Game 4. And it was nice. Malone looked to me, my first takeaway is that Malone looked like Two weeks have done him well. He looked happier and more like a weight off of his shoulders, more than he has in like two years. Yeah, well, like you, you got to imagine. We all know how much uh, how much of a taxing job an NBA head coach is, and I always say, um, like the two jobs where people visibly age the most are the president <laughs> and an NBA head coach. Michael Malone looks so much older than he like the funny Dude. the photos of him as an introductory press conference. He looks like vote. It's crazy. There's like a fret. Yeah. There's like a youthful shine. So youthful, leaping off Just the photo. So full of joy and hope and possibility, and a lot of that's come to fruition. But yeah. it's a taxing, taxing job. Well, sure. Harrison, what stood out to you from Malone's media availability t- today? Um, two things Two these two are my favorite things, uh, that I took away from his availability. Number one, um, doesn't have anything to do with basketball. Whoever, uh, f- put the furniture in Michael Malone's house. Great job. He does every zoom interview in front of this, uh, built in, uh, shelving unit wall, like whatever you want to yeah. call it. I-, I think I sent Allie a picture of it if she wants to bring it up. It's an incredible, uh, an incredible backdrop. Like there's lights on the shelves. It's it's really something else. So well, uh, hats off to whoever uh, furnished. Uh, it's loading. I'm sorry. House. Well, also, Allie, do you remember this? Allie, pop back on. Remember when you said definitively that there it this is. was Look a green thing. screen background? Okay. Well, he was really struggling <laughs> with Zoom and his whole connection and everything. Now it looks a lot better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same background. It's you know what, though? It is. But it just was—it was just bad. Before you got Harrison, I have a new challenge for you. You got to find one of these interviews before he's on screen, so you just have the background, and then make it your Zoom background for a media. (laughs) (laughs) It would actually be an incredible baller move. You got to do it. That's but he does—he does every Zoom interview at his house in front of the same backdrop, like always wearing a Nuggets polo in the same position. I—I respect the man for that. Um, my my other favorite little tidbit from the interview. Uh, that Malone did today, the presser, the end of season presser. There was a meeting between uh, three people after game four of the Sun series. It was Michael Malone, Nicole Jokic, and Josh Kroenke just talking over beers about the season, about Nicole Jokic's horses, about like everything in between. And it, like that sight, picturing that image has like occupied my last two hours ever Dude, since we got off that ju- call. The celebrities, they're just like us. That's what we do. We just hang <laughs> out talking about Jokic's horses over beers. So it was like season? a meeting of the Nuggets five families, except it was just three of them. 
That is funny. That is what we we do talk about Jokic's horses and Jokic and the Nuggets, and they were doing the same thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right. I, to me, what stood out, um, you know, his emphatic. There were three players that were called out, or not really called out, that were especially mentioned in today's um, availability, and PJ Dozier, Zeke Naji, and Will Barton. Not the three you would have guessed if I were to ask you, like, what three players. And first and foremost, Will Barton, he was brought up, you know, couldn't be a free agent this summer. And in no uncertain terms did Michael Malone cape for Will Barton um, and hope that he that he returns to this Nuggets team. What do you make of that, Bo? I mean, that's not surprising, right? If Malone is a loyalty guy, and it's it's Barton now, right, Who who's, who's the longest tenured, so – they have that relationship. They've been through some ups and downs together. Um, you know, him wanting Barton back is no surprise. And also, I mean, look, this is arguably the key development of the offseason. You know, the Nuggets are not going to have a lot of room to bring Barton-esque production back if he decides to walk. Um, so this is important. They need him. And, I mean, need might be yeah, – in this year, with the context of the cap sheet, they need him, I think – and when you look at how good that group looked after the trade deadline, that should be the mindset. If we can, let's get those five guys back on the court together. Yeah. I love it. This is all like, that is the ultimate sign of who Malone is as a coach. You're right. It's like, he's a loyalty guy. He's a like a uh, locker room guy. Like you want to retain like the heartbeat of the locker room more than anything else. And obviously Barton played, amazingly down the stretch when we needed him not that it ultimately mattered but um it just showed that will has something that if he went away when he was hurt like you just see like that glare that glaring hole in the nuggets offense that self-starter that where you always are craving when things sort of break down i love it yeah you know it's funny because i think people point to like two years ago when Will Barton came back and they were worse, obviously with him in the playoffs and one, he was injured, but two, think about how much better all the guys are from two years ago and Will Barton included. We just haven't seen it. And Will Barton was yeah. having his best season prior to getting hurt. And then he gets hurt. It's just like, I feel like he's the one player that gets, it's the opposite of Gary Harris where for like two years, we were like, Gary, if he bounces back as a shooter and it's like, guys, he is this non shooting version I feel like Will Barton gets the opposite of that, where everybody's like, he's as bad as he was when he was injured three years ago. That's who he really is. It's like, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that being said, that being said, Will Barton, part of what's so crushing about Jamal Murray going down when he did and having to miss not only this year, but most of next year, is that this was when Denver had the cheap contract in Michael Porter. Going forward, you got to start planning for three max contracts and how do you build around that? And if you pay what Will Barton is worth on the open market going forward, that means you really don't have anybody. You're signing just nothing but rookies and vet minimums for the next three years. And that's, that's the hard part about Will Barton. Yeah, what, what coaches love from their players, any player, star player, role player, and a bench guy is consistency. And Will Barton is just the model of consistency. Um, like you wouldn't know this based on the discourse around him, but you know, the guy always shoots between 43 and 45% from the field. Uh, he, he always, you know, scores, he, he always uh, assists, he always rebounds. Like he is really, if you look at it year over year, just one of the more consistent players that that's come through Denver too. Um, um, we got Ray, the, the king of the chat in the, yeah, ready dude. to hop on. Why don't we have him on uh, and we can discuss uh, this. the king of the chat. <laughs> What's up guys? <laughs> What's up, brother? How you living? Uh, not too much, not too much. Uh, just the one thing I wanted to actually 
get you guys' opinion on with have you seen the Will Barton videos hanging out with Aaron Gordon Man. overseas? Online with D lines coming up, you SOB. Oh. <laughs> Did you put a, a link to my list? What are you doing? Oh, I just I just got my ear to the ground. I, I don't but, know. But while we have you, Ray, do you have a commentary on it? Because it's pretty cool. Pretty cool photos. It's you know initially I was a little nervous about him coming back, but it gives me a little bit of optimism and that kind of experience. You know, going through that and, and seeing all these new places and. I don't know. Have you guys seen camels before? I have not. I have so, not. I've never seen one camel. I, wrote, I rode a camel once. Wow. Not really? only have a camel not, at the zoo. Not only have I seen camels, I've seen them in the wild before. What? Up in wow. the Shelby Desert in northern oh, Kenya. So Ray, what have you wild. done? Okay. You've ruined my bit. You've opened it up for question. Adam to talk about his travels I was again. Waiting years for <laughs> Sandy to I ask mean, me if I've seen wild camels. That's, that's, have you rode a camel? Have you rode a camel, Adam? No, very, very temperamental animals. I got you there. Harrison, one hump or two? <laughs> yeah, are we talking? Uh, I think uh, it, I think it was a two humper. Dromedary <laughs> or uh, we're talking? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, those honestly, man, I do love. This is a weird thing, but you know, there's those TV shows like Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous, and like you just watch them yeah. and be like, oh, it must be so nice. This is what it's like for NBA players in the summer when they go on dude, all I, these elaborate vacations. You're like, yeah. you're just like. Oh, so he's in Dubai and then the Maldives yeah, and like yeah, all well, they got to Dubai real fast. That my case is like, oh, let's go to Ocean City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I also love it's like we're like three, two, one, Cancun, ha ha, and then we're like cut to Cancun. We're like, man, <laughs> that was an incredible great. time. That looks I would amazing. love to go to Cancun. It does. <laughs> it does. I'd love to tag along one one day. One day. That's the flip side of all of us being like, they don't care about winning. They just care about the money. And then you see what the money gets you, and you're like, nobody even goes to Cancun anymore. Cancun is too oh, low dude. budget for, for players that's, nowadays. That's G League. That's G League. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like rookie contracts. Yeah, the rookies <laughs> go to Cancun because they haven't yeah. learned yet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so the, the other story from Michael Malone, or one of the other players mentioned, was PJ Dozier, who – I think it's hard to walk away from Michael Malone's commentary, um, you know, about PJ Dozier, uh, uh, like sort of unprompted. He was asked, to, I don't even remember what the question was, but he went to PJ Dozier and just said, what a, you know, everybody talked about the loss of Barton and, and Murray, but PJ Dozier really changed things and he's going to be a big player for us. And I just walked away getting the sense that I bet Denver really looks at PJ Dozier as like a pretty big piece of the future. Like, Last year, he was a nice piece, but only got in some games. This year in the playoffs with everybody healthy, I think he would have been an every-game guy, but on low minutes. I almost get the mm -hmm. sense that it's a stepping stone. Next year, I think he might just be like a 20, 25-minute-per-game guy, no questions that, even with everybody healthy. It, it could be more, man. I mean, that I was talking about external replacement should Barton decide to leave. Right. There's not a lot you can do there financially. It might very well might be the internal expectation that Dozier steps up. Yeah. There's something approximate to a starter role or a lot of minutes off the bench. What do you I think, think, Ray? Is that a good? Is he a good starter? I mean, personally, I think he can start. Uh, and the biggest reason is I think he's our best perimeter defender. And yeah, you know, looking I up agree. and down the roster and the backcourt, I don't see that many guys with his length, with his athleticism, with his size. So to have that out there along with Aaron Gordon, along with Michael Porter, I think it'll be really nice. I get the sense that he's yeah. a Malone guy too, don't you, Win? Mm -hmm. Oh, totally, totally. Um, like the defense, of course, the versatility, um, the, the savviness in the pick and roll. And 
defensively, like Ray was saying, if you're looking for the prototypical guy to play next to Jamal Murray, uh, he's going to be a guy that's around PJ Dozier's height. He's going to be a really good defender, you know, kind of like Gary Harris was. And he's also going to be a guy who can handle the ball a little and, and let Jamal Murray get off the ball. And PJ Dozier is a natural point guard. That, that's the position he grew up playing. Now, last year he played all around, you know, right. the court he played power forward, he played small forward, shooting guard, some point guard, but he's always been a natural point guard. So I think to get another ball handler next to Jamal Murray, we've seen in the past that that really works. Like that really, really works. So I think in a lot of ways, he's tailor-made to play that role. The thing is, he's going to have to rein it in a little, yeah. like as we've talked about, he's going to have to step back, like his usage and how aggressive he is, like getting his own offense. Um, but he could be that guy, I think. Yeah, we, we saw him like be really successful in stretches this last, this last year. Like he, like what what you're talking about, as soon as he sort of figured out like what the appropriate amount of aggressiveness was for him to fit in this office pretty seamlessly, um, he was able to do it. And it's funny because we really like, we really, really felt his absence in those playoffs, which is not something that I expected at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I do think there's one thing that makes that really easy. And it's playing with Nikola Jokic. You know, yeah. when you get in there with the starters, I think the roles really become a little bit more defined and you kind of know, okay, I'm not the first option. Right. The second option or the third option. I'm the fourth guy. And 82 <laughs> games later, that notion is really sort of drilled into your head. Yeah. It just takes a, exactly. a short 82 games to be <laughs> figure that what, one out. What's interesting, in a, though, in a flash. What, what's interesting, though, is that if you look at this Denver starting lineup, I don't think him and Faku, that's the one combination that doesn't work to me, especially if you have Aaron Gordon on the court, which, I mean, he's going to start as well. So Faku, uh, Dozier, Gordon, no way, man, that's not happening. So if Dozier were, were to be a starter, that probably signals that Monte or some other sure. point guard is going to be the starting point guard. Uh, it's almost like Dozier and Faku are just going to be opposite. So one will start and one will come off the bench and we'll find out which one is, is which. But Malone raving about P.J. Dozier and, and really seems to have a lot. And then Zeke Naji, you know, we heard Tim Conley and his walk through low high and what a big deal that was. And I think it was a big deal like th that his name came up as like, hey, this is one of our pivot points next year. And then today, Mike Malone, same thing, talking about Zeke Naji and his future. That stood out to me as well, Harrison. Totally. And I think if you're looking for the guy whose minutes are going to jump the most from last year to this coming season, it's definitely Zeke Naji. I can see a world where <laughs> Zeke Naji is the first Nuggets big man off the bench. Uh, next season. He, he's the first sub into the game for Aaron Gordon, maybe, or maybe he's subbing into the game for Nikola Jokic at like that six minute mark. I really think he, he can be that guy. We saw it. Um, we saw it last season. His defense for a rookie was so impressive, man. On ball and off ball. Like, like he is very wise defensively for his age, only spending one year in college. And so that also makes him a Michael Malone guy as well. Wise beyond his, his years, you could say. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I mean, that had to be the plan when they drafted him, right? Like, they, they, they drafted him, and then year two, they're like, oh, my God, what do we do with this guy? It's like, <laughs> I, why did you, what? <laughs> you just got him a year ago. What, didn't you have any plan for him? Like, So, yeah, it's the, it's the natural progression of things. I'm ready for it. What do you think, Ray? I'm curious, I'm curious what the plan is for him in terms of what I know he's going to play one of the forward spots. Which one is he mm -hmm. more of a small forward? Or is he more of a power forward? I think I would prefer him to play small forward because when I think of, you know, kind of his size and how good def 
defensively he is. I would like him to be more than as much as I love like Darrell Arthur. He was a great four who was kind of a little bit undersized to be a big. Yeah. Yeah. But he had a great shooter and great defender. If he can develop the kind of perimeter ball skills, uh, you know, keep that quickness, even though I hope he gets stronger, obviously, but without, you know, slowing down too much so that he can keep up with guys on the perimeter. Uh, I think that would be really nice. That's what I'm. my question for him is. I think that was what Malone talked about, though, today was his work ethic, and that's perimeter ball skills being, like, the thing that he, he's really going to focus on. So I, I, th- the sense I get is that they do view him more as it would help us if you were more of a three than you mm. probably were naturally, right? Like, coming in, we thought, is he a five? Is he, like, a four and a half? So he'll be part of this. And I do wonder if it's more of a hey, you kind of have a lot of the Jeremy Grant skill set. You know, you can you can move your feet out out of the perimeter. You're a pretty good knockdown three point shooter. But Jeremy Grant added the ball handling to his game that was a little bit locked up in Denver. But maybe the team looks at this now and says, hey, if you can like attack closeouts off of the yeah. perimeter comfortably, man, you really you really play. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is, alongside Gordon, he's probably a four. Alongside Michael Porter, you know, maybe he's he's a three or, or, or it's a little bit different. So maybe this, some of this is conditional as well. Yeah. How does – go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, like, you can look to see how Malone used J. Mike and Dad together. Like, the guys that are just sort of that intermediary size or intermediate size can sort of be switched around in his – in Michael Malone's mind, obviously. So I, I do love the, the fact that uh, he can be so versatile and he just – and the fact that his his jump shot is so goddamn wet and so perfect, like it just opens up the floor so much. I mean, a lot of teams this year, especially teams that did well in the playoffs, had a small ball look, and maybe that was their second unit altogether. Um, but it was certainly a dynamic they had, and I think Denver wanted that, and that's what they went for with J. Mike Millsap, right? I mean, neither oh. of them are necessarily small, but both, you know, definitely more fours than fives. So how does Zeke play into that if Denver wants to try to develop that look as well? You know, can he be your big on a smaller bench that helps space the floor? Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, if he if he plays the three man, like that would be a heck of a development path because this guy's been a center his whole career, like high school, college. He probably dribbled the ball a total of like twenty times last year, and like going from that to playing the three, like that would be a, a heck of a turn. But Malone called him today one of the hardest workers on the team. Right. So right. That's the key. He's put in the hours. Yeah. And I and you talked about his wisdom, and it's a funny word, but it kind of is true because one of the <laughs> things about hard work is the smart work is the important part. You have to work hard and smart. And I think Zignaji is one of those guys that gets that is easy. I, I'm projecting a little bit, but even just in the conversations from his personality type, I think like he is a guy that you know, hey, this is what we want you to work on. Okay, cool. I'm going to work on those things and understand the context for which they're going to translate. I don't think he's going to be working on his like seven part crossover step by sidestep. You know, like you see so many players working on in the off season. I think he will have a productive one. Um, Real quickly, before we wrap up uh, this one, Suns Clippers game three last night um, and the Clippers strike back. These have been good games. Every single one of them. This last one, the Clippers... As they have been known to do, go down 0-2, and all of a sudden they turn it on and they look like the better team. And here's my big takeaway from last night. The Suns are a ball movement team that have all of these guys that can get into the paint, and then you kick it out, and they, they're smart. They are a wise team. Last night, they got that a little bit in the first half, but the Clippers did a great job of walling off, and campaign got hurt, who's one of their good dry, like slashers and drivers, and they devolved. 
guys. The Suns devolved. They lost their connection. They lost their teamwork. They became a Chris Paul dribble the ball out of the air team. And I'm not trying to put this all on Chris Paul because, like, Devin Booker missed shots last night. Some guys just missed shots, you know, that, that I think they can make. But when push came to shove, the thing that was interesting about that game to me is the Suns have been the most connected team in the playoffs, and it's like they share one brain. And when they started losing control of the rope, it just became the Chris Paul show. Did not yeah, work, I mean, they the were way. they were close several times in the second half, and I think some really sloppy or lack of execution, like a lot of dumb shots and turnovers. And to your point, it did in the fourth turn into Chris Paul trucking. Um, Chris Paul certainly looked like a cog in a very healthy team-oriented offense just the last round so i'll maybe hold off a bit but no you just no, look- no but you have to understand what i'm saying here it's not that chris paul is or is not a certain thing it's that a team mm-hmm. playing with belief is so powerful and like we see this all the time a team gets hot and they play with belief but the suns were not punched in the mouth against the nuggets ever like sure. they just never not, faced adversity. Not once. and yeah. even in the first two games they're up for a majority of the game held they were close games but they were up they were in control this was the first time where they kind of got hit sure. and sure. their response to being hit was to do something that was even more detrimental to themselves that's my only point hmm. fair enough that's a good point. Yeah, and if you uh, think about it, like they are really like one of the most remarkable plays I've ever seen in my entire life from being down 2-1 in this series. Right. That's so true. <laughs> That's a great point. Like um, they, they uh like I put this on Twitter, point. but like if I'm if I'm if I'm a, a Valley guy, like I'm a little nervous right now. I mean, there they there have been I mean, they, they should have lost two games, and the most recent game showed a complete swing in uh control of the game like they made some switches some defensive switches bringing pat pev up and it really paid dividends like we'll have to see i mean obviously monte williams is uh Monty williams is like one of the best coaches we've seen in in playoff uh battles in some time so i'll be interested to see what his uh his adjustment is but i'll be a little nervous over there in, in sun I, valley can i tell I you what it reminds me of the series though the what you just said kind of reminds me of avs uh knights Right, yeah, came out win win the first game, no question. Second game, kind of got Close. a little lucky, yep. kind of got a little lucky, and then third game, you lose, and you're like, Well, we're still in control. It's like, No, yep. the other team actually is outplaying you, and the sooner you realize, the better. Harrison just has this look like he's about to learn us something, though. I'm like, what, Did you have a take lined up? Did I just put you on the spot? No, learn I mean, us. my only my only take was like, Chris Paul looked terrible last night. Like yeah, he, he was, he looked invincible, obviously against the Nuggets. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't play the first two games, but he went by my count like thirty or thirty from the right elbow there against yep. the Nuggets. <laughs> that that's what it that's was, not yeah. confirmed, that's right? Yeah. Uh, but that—that's what it seemed like to me, at least. It's true. And the guy couldn't hit a shot last night, uh, so he was probably a little rusty from sitting those first two games. But I mean, he looked terrible. He was—he was terrible. Also, Devin Booker, who I have a ton of respect for during this playoff run. The latest like reminder, we are, the best guy in the playoffs, the best player in the world is always just the last guy to drop 40 in the playoffs yep. the next day. <laughs> so true. And like <laughs> since then, since then, Booker has looked like a star playing in his first playoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he won't get back to that spot. It's just more about the discourse around him than him. So but annoying. What do you think, <laughs> It's right? possible that some of that pressure, you know, is coming off of Devin Booker and then being placed on Chris's shoulders. And... You know, in speaking of that sort of momentum shift, my big question is, can you get Kawhi back Ooh. at any point in this series? 
I don't know, dude. He, is he, like is he, he potentially even coming back? Like they've been I, so I really quiet about it. Is it the ACL or a sprain? Did we ever get a confirmation? They know we it's, never got anything. There's nothing. It's, 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 it's so an ACL Kawhi. injury. It's an this ACL the, injury. This is the this whatever is the that Kawhi of injuries. It's like shrouded <laughs> yeah. mystery. No so straight true. answers. We don't know what's going on. We'll have to ask. His uncle will drop a hint at some point. <laughs> so I don't think he's coming back. Uncle on Twitter. My read is I don't think he's coming back. Why don't we take a break and then we'll come back and we're going to have the interview with Harrison Wynn and TJ McBride. We're also going to do a little online with D-Line all on the other side. Ray, we're going to we're gonna send you on your way. No, we appreciate you on the chat. Always a pleasure, brother. Unbelievable. I have to go to the chat so I can hang out with Ray more. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, man. Get out of here. Uh, guys, make sure to stop into Solace Meds this weekend. They've got a bunch of locations, four of them in Colorado, including one blocks away from the DNVR bar. On East Colfax, they've also got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway as well. They've got tons and tons of deals going on this month. Uh, but their best deal, the one you should definitely use, is dropping code DNVR20. When you're checking out at the register, you've got all your stuff. Just drop the code DNVR20. Uh, you will receive 20% off your purchase. And if you're at that Wheat Ridge location... You're also going to get a free sauce bar or king cone uh, with your purchase as well. They've got tons of other deals too: 15% off all gold shelf concentrates, 15, uh, 20% off, sorry, off all wanna tinctures and tarts. Tons and tons of other deals as well. But make sure to drop the code DNBR20 when you go into Solace Meds to receive 20% off your purchase. Uh, and also stop into Green Mountain Dental Group if you're looking for a dentist to go to. Uh, get a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group. When you schedule a cleaning extra and exam. They're located 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They're great people. They're great at what they do. They care about you as a customer. You get a free Sonic Air toothbrush. Top of the line electric toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. And finally, finally on this break, got to hit the DraftKings pick of the week. And uh, I'm, I'm pissed off at you, Adam, because you, uh, <laughs> you you hinted at the DraftKings pick of the week. You didn't just hint at it. You you expose the DraftKings oh, pick of the week at the no. top of the well, show. All right, it's still fresh. You can still go for yeah. it. Yeah, but DraftKings has a boost. They're boosting Milwaukee to win Game Two tonight uh, to plus one hundred. Uh, oh, I think Milwaukee's winning tonight. I mean, they probably should have won Game One, uh, but you can get that at plus money, which is crazy because they're an eight and a half point favorite tonight. So a big favorite. Uh, you can get that at plus one hundred on the DraftKings app. So uh, that's my DraftKings pick of the week: Milwaukee to win. In game two, Milwaukee. This my favorite. My favorite part about Milwaukee being a good basketball team is that you get to hear Bill Simmons say Milwaukee over and over. Yeah, that, that was the best thing about Milwaukee. Mo- yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the bet. I'm taking it right now for the max wager of what twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand dollars. That's what I'm putting on it right now. Unbelievable, man. Uh, all righty, Allie, Super Producer Allie, I believe we've got a little wind on one action. I have not seen this interview. <laughs> wind excited. on one. <laughs> do, I want, do I want to set this interview up at all, or are we just going into You it? tell us, you, brother. You, yeah, man, this is your world. This is wind on okay. one. We're just living in it. So yeah, Every week, I'm interviewing somebody about something. Um, <laughs> so at, on the subject of Will Barton, uh, it's a pressing issue for the Nuggets this offseason. He's got the player option, so I chatted with TJ McBride about you know what he might do. Um, would he take a hometown discount for Denver? <laughs> uh, maybe we talk about it. Uh, what does he want? His next contract? We talk about it. So, uh, Sweet. yeah, it was a cool interview. 
All right, I'm joined now by TJ McBride, and I thought TJ would be good to bring on uh, for this segment because you know he covered the team. He's been around the team for a lot of Will Barton's run in Denver since since really the start of the Jokic era, and of course, one of the Nuggets' big roster decisions this offseason has to do with Will Barton. He's got a 14.6 million dollar player option for next season. He's obviously been a fixture, like I said, throughout the Jokic era. So I thought TJ would be a good guy to discuss what's next for Will Barton. First off, how are you, man? Good good to see you. It's really hot outside, but other than that, I'm doing okay. It's it's definitely been scorching across this country recently, and I'm I'm ready for some cooler temperatures. Yes, yes. You know how everybody says like, oh, we got to save water because we're always in a drought. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, we've been in a drought for like the last 10 years. Like, yeah, we, we were definitely back in the drought if we ever got out of it. I moved here like 13 years ago. And basically, since I've lived here, that is what I have been hearing from people. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> it's just a constant. Never ending here. It's a constant and it's not changing anytime soon. <laughs> OK, first up, here, here's my first question for you. What do you think Will Barton wants for the next chapter of his career? Because he had a very interesting quote, I thought. After the Nuggets game four loss to the Suns, it pretty much served as his exit interview. He was kind of asked what he's looking for. And he said, quote, just to be appreciated, being in a winning environment, a chance to win, just to be myself and to play my game. If you kind of had to decode that, what do you think he's looking for for this next chapter of his career? I think Will Barton is kind of dealing with an NBA morality right now and kind of coming to terms with what that means for him because he continually keeps ending up injured for whatever circumstance that may be when he's leading up to the most important points of his career in the playoffs. So I think he's kind of having a mentality shift where he's realizing that maybe what he's always focused on is not necessarily what he's looking for anymore and he's looking for more a self-satisfaction something he can hang his hat on a legacy he's proud of in denver or without it and that is going to be very interesting because it has not always been the case with will i do think now when he talks in that tone and in that manner he wants somewhere he can start i think that's the basis of a starting point for what he wants Um, whether or not that means a winning team is still up for debate because again he's kind of shifted in this regard and i think beyond that i think when it comes to being appreciated i think that is going to be very reflective of how he has been in denver and how appreciated he has been i don't think that's a i want to leave because i don't feel appreciated i think he realizes how rare it is that a front office would actually care so much about the individual to keep them around even if it might not be the most financial you know financially best situation or if there were draft picks out there that maybe would give them more flexibility going forward or whatever has been on the table so it's going to be very interesting to see which way he looks i don't think anyone fully knows right now but it seems like he's starting to contend with a different basketball morality than he has dealt with before yeah yeah i I think that's interesting i i think you're definitely on the right track there starting i agree is a huge thing with him we know that and i think you know if he was to go to another team if he was to return to the nuggets he would definitely be in a starting position that seems like it would be an option in Denver uh, next season, at least Uh, being in a winning environment. I definitely agree. I think that's important to him. And yeah, just to be myself, to play my game. I I think that kind of involves everything. Um, It's interesting because I feel like he can do that in Denver. Uh, He can start in Denver. He can kind of play his game in Denver, uh, especially because Jamal Murray is going to be injured for 
some of next season and the Nuggets are just going to need a lot from Will Barton. So I feel like that kind of improves the Nuggets sales pitch in a way. Um, but the just to be appreciated part is interesting because I definitely feel like at times Will hasn't felt like he's been appreciated by like the Nuggets at times for what he's done and just the blood, sweat and tears that he's put into the organization. And then also by, you know, the fan base at times. And I definitely think he's he's been cognizant of that. So it's interesting. I think what he really wants more than anything is a long term contract, though. Like, I, I think he's at the point of his career, and you mentioned the injuries, where he's got to be thinking long-term. Yeah, his player option is a lot of money, $14.6 million. It's a good amount of money for next season, but if he could get a four-year deal, I've got to think that is at the top of the priority list in what he wants. And that becomes fascinating because is he willing to take less per year? Because Denver is going to want their flexibility. Their cap sheet is going to become brutal very, very, very quickly. So that ability to at least have someone – like would he be willing to take something slightly above the mid-level if it is a four-year contract? That is a big fall on a yearly value for him. But Denver might have to negotiate in that term. And that I have no idea how Will Barton would approach that because he has been a guy that values himself and he goes out there and looks for that value because he does feel that he has provided something at a certain level. So if Will Barton has kind of come to terms with the fact that maybe he's not going to get everything he wants at this point based on how things have gone, maybe he would be willing to do a, you know, less per year, a $12 million per year and get a four-year deal as opposed to getting that bigger contract to have that stability. I'm not sure where he's going to fall, but that's going to be the I think that's the point where all the leverage exists is is Will Barton sac- willing to sacrifice the per year to give Denver the flexibility for a long term deal? Yeah, I think in the end he might be willing to take a little bit of a hometown discount. Uh, I, so I feel pretty confident in that that if the number is around right, he would be you know willing to take that hometown discount. How much is he willing to you know discount the Nuggets for? I don't know. Um, that that might be what it comes down to in the end. Uh, how important do you think it is for the Nuggets to bring him back next season? I just mentioned that you know Jamal Murray is going to miss some time. Uh, we don't know exactly how much. I feel like the Nuggets need Will Barton a little bit more now that this Murray injury is a thing than they would have needed him if Jamal Murray was going to start the season on opening night uh, in the Nuggets lineup. How important do you think it is for the Nuggets to bring Will Barton back? I think it's massively important right now. And especially when you look back at the playoffs and the difference in having Barton and not having Barton, even though he still wasn't anywhere near a hundred percent, he was able to give them a different variation of an offense. They just didn't have, which is I can get downhill. I can shoot and I'm a three level scorer. Just being able to be that kind of a threat, it opened everything back up. And another big part of this for me is if Jamal Murray is not here or not able to play for a while next year, Will Barton is the only long-term Jokic chemistry type of guard and somebody right. who knows how to play with him at any given moment. That also immediately percolated for the Nuggets when he, when he took the court in the playoffs was that chemistry was on full display again. Austin Rivers did not have that chemistry. Faku does not have that chemistry. Even P.J. Dozier does not have that level of chemistry. So I think those two things are really important. And also, they need size in the backcourt, and he's 6'4 and long. Like that alone gives them another advantage that they just didn't have in the playoffs when he was hurt. So I think it's massively important. I think that keeping him around, especially considering where they are at financially, is really important because you can't find a replacement for a good value outside anyway. So I think it's incredibly important to bring him back. 
The Jokic dynamic is so interesting uh, because he does have a great chemistry with Nikola Jokic. He has been around him forever. Like they're Kobe and Shaq. Like yeah. th- those two are guys. Like those two are so tight. Do you think, um, like we know that Tim Conley said he consulted Nikola Jokic on the Aaron Gordon trade. Do you think Tim Conley makes a phone call to Serbia and gets Nikola Jokic's opinion on like how? Yes. Necessary it is to bring Will Barton back because I've got to think if he asked Nicola that he's going to give his like two thumb up endorsement to bring Will back. I agree with that. And I think it's really important Tim does because this is the longest tenured player on the roster. I mean, we're getting to the point now where the roster turnover is starting to get pretty stark. And Nikola Jokic is a guy that is more comfortable around familiarity and things that he's comfortable with. All that shifting is not necessarily what you want to do to a star player who's not looking for things to change dramatically. So I think that's a big deal as well of just keeping someone who Nikola Jokic is comfortable with. So I think that you have to call him. I think it's absolutely required to call Nikola in Serbia. If Nicola said, Tim, you are allowed to call me in Serbia, which I could totally see Nicola being like, listen, man, I don't want to talk. Just go over there, figure out what you got to do, and we'll talk when the season comes yeah. back up. But right. it's, a little, it's, willing, a, it's a little different when uh, when he's like in Denver during the season mm-hmm. and like with the team to consult him than it is to try to phone Sombor in the middle of June when it's Nicole is so disconnected from what's going on over here. Yes. And I don't want to be the guy to convince him to get off of his horses, to come talk about the nuggets during the off season after two straight years of hoops. So yeah, yeah. at the same time though, I do think Jokic would want Barton back as well. You know, anecdotally and from what we've picked up around the locker room, it seems like that's an important relationship to him as well. It's someone who always knows where Nikola Jokic's confidence lies, where ways to get him going and always in his ear to get going when Denver needs him to. I think it's an, important guy to keep around for that reason too yeah i agree last question i've got here what do we think a fair contract looks like for will barton he, he was making on average around 13 and a half million per year under this last deal uh he made 13.7 million this last season his player options for 14.6 14.7 i feel like his next contract would be up for that just up from that because just the caps going up and whatnot Do you have any ballpark on what you think he would be worth? I think Denver would enter the negotiations hoping for a three-year deal and probably around $45 million. It's a mm-hmm. step above from where he is. Not a lot, but you get the you know increasing pay that you get for each season as they have it, and he gets the three years that allows Denver flexibility, but also doesn't stretch them so far down the line that they can't make deeper decisions if they need to. So I think that's where Denver starts, but like we talked about before, I do think Will Barton is going to want a four-year deal, and he's going to yeah. want to find a way to do that and it's going to come down to how much is Barton willing to sacrifice to be able to make it work on a four-year deal to where Denver is still comfortable with the flexibility they have going forward a, a little over the mid-level around a four-year deal on maybe 10 million 12 million dollars a year at that point might be something you look at a 448 a 440 um, maybe ends up looking like the deal at a four-year deal but again it's going to be so important about how Will, Bar- Will Barton values himself and how Denver how far Denver is willing to go to match that yeah, I wonder if it could be a little higher, like four for 60, where he's making around 15 million a year. Um, I feel like that's more around what he has in mind. Yeah. yeah, but look, there's not um, a ton of teams with a lot of cap space. Mm-hmm. Uh, this offseason, you pretty much know who they are. 
Um, so we'll see. I mean, I mean, we'll see. I think I agree with pretty much everything you said. Like, it, it's important for him to bring him back. I, I think the Nuggets want him back on the right number. Nicole Jokic would want him back, but you know, we'll see. He's kind of entering another chapter of his career, so it should should be interesting to see what happens here. I can't wait. Nuggets are going to be fascinating next year. All right, thanks, TJ. Always a pleasure, man. Well, good stuff, Harrison. Good, good combo. What was that, Eric? One on wind, dude. Or wind on one. <laughs> wind on one. Wind on <laughs> the, the only thing I'll add to that is um, this week, all the teams in the NBA are pretty much in Chicago for the yeah. NBA combine and whatnot. And it's where a lot of business gets done. Like, to be honest, it's where a lot of teams talk with one another. It's where a lot of agents talk with teams. I was told that the Nuggets are meeting with Will Barton's reps in Chicago this week. Um, so there could be some clarity, you know, pretty soon on Barton's end, at least about what the Nuggets might be offering. I like this guy's idea for the segment. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, maybe next week if he can't get anyone. Hey, man, man, that might be a good one. I actually would watch that for sure. I think I <laughs> Are you wearing a Pepsi shirt? Uh, yeah, what? I changed right now. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> I got sweaty. I got really sweaty in that old shirt. So. Oh, 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 oh my you know what? goodness. Go changed again. What is going on? Did you guys hear that? That was a Q alley. That was a... It went on for like two seconds. I was getting it up. The Q was like a second long. You gotta be quick. You gotta Where's be Kale? so Where's quick. Kale? <laughs> Just it's off. online with D line. Everybody oh my god! Honestly, what distracted me was a joke that Brendan wants me to put on here. So blame him. Okay, okay. okay. not a good joke either. <laughs> damn it, Ali. Or RB vote. Damn it. Um, That's well, so wait, do we have to wait for your, this joke? Or are we yeah, like, yeah. You go where first. Are we right now? Go okay, first. cool. Uh, guys. How are we feeling? No. We're back, dude. Jesus. Back. Terrible. We are back. Feeling I terrible. hate this. What have so you guys been uh, doing with some of your time uh, ever since the season ended? Hanging out. I've been hanging out online. I've been online. Yeah. I regret to inform you. Eric. Yeah, yeah. I have been online. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of my time online these days as well. And I'd like to share with you some of the things I've found online. Let's right, go right now. Allie, if you could please share the screen. So... Gus Yaldin, are you familiar with him? This is a name you've heard Baby of. Baby Jokic, yeah, yes, Baby Jokic. Yes. Baby Jokic. So I was a little – Turn that volume off. Yeah. I was a little uh, unsure what to think. Starts off, you know, hits – okay, all right. He's just like a big guy. A little, oh, I know. Jamal, Jamal Murray, uh, oh. Blue Arrow. But as we go – look at this pass. Okay. All right. That's not bad. Not all right. bad. Okay. All look, right. look at this. Okay, a little steal. Oh, behind okay. the cookie okay. monster. Okay, watch no, this. Doesn't, like doesn't it. Dunk it perfect. Takes a charge. Oh, that's on Chet Holmgren, the number one player in the nation. Oh, wow, very Jokic like. Watch, watch this. Little baby hook. Oh yeah, oh, baby hook. Okay, Dude, everybody's Jokic. Oh, there it is. There's the album. You know what? Dude. I give this guy eight point five Jokic's out of scale. This is of one an eight point five Jokic. Jokic, but he's eight point five. You know, he has some room to grow. I don't see any any. Truly fancy passes just yet. This this is a, one of the top signs Jokic just made it, man. We're getting we're nice. guys are getting compared to him erroneously. This is what it's I don't so think this true, is man. I don't think this is erroneous. But uh, my question to you is like, does this speak to that what we were talking about that Jokic is becoming an archetype? It is no, this is a hundred percent a truth. Like, absolutely. That's why I'm not upset about the comparison or this or that, because yeah, it's an archetype. That's exactly what it is. He's not who else would you compare him to? He's not like Pau Gasol. He's clearly right. a Jokic archetype. 
They're trying yeah. to be. Look at that. Also, also. You know what, though? The, it really is just that he's white and a little overweight. That's really, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's really what it was. Yeah. A lot of people have said I'm, I'm the Jokic of this show for, I think, probably the, <laughs> the same reasons. Same um, exactly what Taco Bell. What else is uh, going on online these days, uh, guys? Let's find out. So uh, even though Ray ruined it earlier, um, oh, AG and this. Martin have been spending some time together in a far-off land. A far-off land I've like, come to learn Dubai. Yeah. So, Eric, I got to shout out a uh, friend of the bar, uh, friend of us on Twitter, at Pizza on Your Face. Yes. Um, <laughs> she, she, I think she nailed it. She said they're out there shooting a music video together. What a guess. Oh. What a money guess, dude. Oh, wait, that they, actually, really, like, they are? No, that's her guess for what. Oh, what, oh what, I see. <laughs> but it's like, really smart. Like joke. Like, I really uh, hope not. Dude, I really hope not. Favorite. It would really think, make it less cool. Do you think that Aaron Gordon also just wants the bag and y'all can hang, hang the banners, or is it just uh, <laughs> is it just a Barton thing? Uh, I don't know. I do, have an, now. <laughs> I do have an update from the chat. Uh, Adam is Jokic, Eric. Adam is Jokic. Oh, good point. I strongly agree, Joey Moya. Well, I, my joke was that I'm white and overweight, but I'm, I'm happy yeah. that uh, Adam has stolen yeah, that I away. Want to clean that. <laughs> right up. That feels great. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, guys, what else is going on online these days? Uh, let's find out. So, um, you know how I always rail against old guys getting in great shape? <laughs> is this the grossest photo you've ever seen in your entire life? Like, uh, he, like, if you're a Clippers fan, aren't you just now immediately not a Clippers fan after seeing this photo? This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire Clippers life. Clippers fan base to... doubled in size after this photo oh, from one dude. to two. There's really not much to talk about this other than it's it, this thing chilled my core and I couldn't uh, only look at this all myself. Dude, so, old guys who are like ripped freak me out. Freak like, me out, if, dude. Sorry if any of you out there are old guys and <laughs> super in shape. But yeah, yeah, Steve super Hess, is Steve Hess out of the club? Come no, on. No, no, no. Steve Hess has like lived a, a life of fitness, but if just like a casual gentleman that gets in like unusually good shape and then like wants to show everybody out the club, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, you just put him in the club. Mm-mm. No, that's out the but club. That was out the club, Adam. Oh, we that's right. First yeah, time on the internet. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. You're there's just it. trying to be mean to me today. That's Come right. on, I got it right. <laughs> So sometimes online takes us to faraway places like Instagram. And on Instagram, we see our Ooh. beloved Jamaica Green has a post that says is our beloved. next year, the gang coming back stronger with an let's go, baby. With an with an ape emoji. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> and then look at like look who chimes in. Faku Compazo. Tough, Tough guy. guy. <laughs> and then Big Game Tay didn't have enough room for all of his locks on one post. He had to do a second lock. I like to envision Monte Morris's keyboard is just only the lock emoji. It's the, only, it's the only thing available on his keyboard. I do love that he did it twice. He's like, you know what? Nope. Four more. Four more locks. Let's do this, know. baby. As far I also as I love know. Faku trying to get in on the Instagram uh, NBA was Paul banter. Up on there? Hey, a tough guy. Tough, yeah. tough guy. Tough guy. <laughs> He's Italian. He's Italian. <laughs> you can call me <laughs> tough guy. <laughs> he played oh, in Italy, so that counts. Like he picked up on some of the affect. He's like Madonna that way. Um, guys, <laughs> J. Mike is back. He's, He's back, so baby. He's so, He's so back. back, and not He's only that, back. you guys, like, you guys. Do you guys see the Serbian like Milan? Look at this. Look at this. Because I'm so I'm gonna have to have Kale Nick on Monday. We're kicking off on the. But I could I can't read Serbian, but I'm pretty sure I am. 
This is something with is Ali? Is it say Ali? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> something about us too. All right. Go into translate. Let's find out these assholes. Oh, I'm yeah, actually kind of scared of what this is going to translate. It's going to be so terrible. I got it right here. It says. Uh, guys. Oh, no, it actually says, but this is Maresh, not Marash. Well, well that's, that's that your, your, your name. name. <laughs> so can we just call it? Did um did, did Michael Green just confirm he's picking up that option? Is like that? Is that what happened? Oh, I think that, I, I think everybody knows that the ape emoji is the clear cut sign that you're going to resign with Bill. <laughs> right. Everybody knows that. Uh, guys, what else going on online these days? Um, there's a video that's come in from a faraway land. I'm not sure where, but of a simple stable boy. Oh, jo- slow motion. Look at this. Yeah. What does this man do for a living? If you were to if you were to see this video just right off the street, which one would you pick was the MVP of the NBA? <laughs> yeah, that man is doing precisely what he was born to do right here, right here. Yeah, with his like, uh, there's no, like, look at his goofy off center hat. Just everything. I don't know. His pacing. I can't. Uh, I can't wrap my head around the fact. What is that- what does this guy's shirt say? Joker and something. Where? Joker. The horse and- Stala. Oh, the Dreamcatcher Stable. Yeah. Yeah, Dreamcatcher for the other Joker and then Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Smokes. Very creative. The top human. The top human. He's the top human, guys. Um, Guys, one more thing I want to get into. I don't know how you feel about this. Um, Let's watch a short segment from, I think, all of our favorite show, First Take, talking about their feelings. feelings Are we going to get copyrighted? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) really? I don't know. Maybe because it's on Twitter. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, let's not look at that at all. Then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it live. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I remember um, this clip. Basically, the clip goes on. The clip is that the hosts of our beloved first take are talking about how terrible it is that they don't get to travel to glamour cities and how that's going to ruin the NBA finals for them because uh, that's really. Uh, the most important thing. And then you start to sort of understand the psychology of the people that are in charge of creating the narratives for everybody to ingest for the NBA. And it all comes down to them just wanting to go to luxurious cities to travel. So they essentially call Milwaukee a terrible city that nobody should want to go to. And so then the Milwaukee Bucks uh, come in with a response saying, what the hell, dude? Like, when was the last time you've been to Milwaukee? Like, why don't you actually come so you can understand what it is you're talking about? This whole this this is like watching the somebody else, another city, go through like what we feel like yeah. we go through. Like, I've I've felt put myself in a position, or I found myself in a position more than once where I have to explain the concept of East Coast bias to people that are like not from here. This is what it is, man. Like, it's just like uh, the, the entire idea of your city is. Uh, just reduced down to a bad travel location so nobody wants I'm t- to I'm telling you man like this is why I say it's hard for me to separate the feelings and this like e- this coastal bias from like actual hatred of the people and cities that they are talking about like yes. this is the commentary is not we don't want to cover the Suns or the Bucks or whatever. Yep. It's like we don't want to talk to those people, go to right. that city, eat at their yep. restaurant, do all this. And it's like, dude, F you. That goes beyond just the sports bias to actual actual like yes. hatred of of the inner parts of, of the country. It's like really bothersome to me. Really bothersome. Yeah. It really bothers me too. Honest to God, it's like I am so glad I moved 
to Colorado for this reason to give me perspective. I was born outside of New York and I moved to LA. Like, believe me, guys, I've flown, I've flown over plenty of times and I've done it with people who don't think these states are worth dropping by. And it's like, it's honestly changed my entire perspective on NBA media, but also just this general sort of media bias that gets to dictate the narrative of what it's like to live places from people like that have never lived there. And we're like the exact same. This is the thing that's so dumb about it. Is like there are little differences between people that live in New York and LA and Colorado, but it's like not that different. Like come well, on, people. Everyone's people, people, man. We all love the Olive Garden. We all love Cheesecake Factory. We all love Chili's. What is the problem, people? All right, we're all the all right. same. We all hate online with D-Line. We all hate online with D-Line. One last one, if I may. This is uh, from comedian Paul Shear that encapsulates my own feelings in a more succinct way than I ever could uh, Put it, put it myself here. He shares on his TikTok via Twitter. Okay, hold on here. Let me uh, let me get the the volume going. For the rest of my fucking life. Never want to hear sons and four for the rest of my fucking life. I never want to hear sons and four for the rest of my fucking life. He says, and I couldn't yeah. agree more. Paul Shear, you're my hero. You're all of our hero. That was online with D-Line. God bless. Paul Shear is a very not surprising Clippers fan. <laughs> he, he's super online. He's like on in really? posts on NBA yeah. Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. He's the honest linest, dude. All right, let's take our quick last break because we're running long here, guys. And Ali has a very busy day, but let's take it. And on the other side, we've got Lycos who is going to try to c- climb the steps. Lycos, Whoa, get like yourself ready. Uh, you get yourself ready here as as wind races through the ad reads. Uh, I will try. Uh, right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, they've still got an awesome deal going on. If you're trying to sign up, if you haven't placed a bet before, um, pick any basketball team that is still in contention. There are four of them. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. It's as easy as that. Uh, you can bet tonight. Bet on the Bucks or the Hawks to win. I would suggest the Bucks. If that team wins... Uh, you bet $1, you get 100 bucks back inside credits on DraftKings Sportsbook. They got tons of other odds boosts going on as well. Tons of other promotions every single week. Uh, so make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you'll claim $100 in free credits. It's promo code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, guys, at Hassle Cattle Company right now, they've got an awesome deal going on exclusively for DNVR listeners. You can buy three, get one free. On their super delicious <laughs> flank steaks. They're lean. They're flavorful. The marbling is awesome. Buy three of them. They're only $9.99 a piece as well. Get one free. Uh, you can use code DNVR flank at checkout to get that offer. That buy three, get one free offer. Use the code DNVR flank at hasslecattlecompany.com uh, to buy three, get one free on those flank steaks. Of course, you can always use the code DNVR10. For 10% off your Hassle Cattle Company purchase as well. And finally, make sure to check out Illegal Pete's this weekend. If you're looking for a burrito, if you're looking for some nachos, a quesadilla, Illegal Pete's is a great option. Uh, they've got six locations all across Colorado. 
Uh, they've got one blocks from the DNVR bar. They've got one on Broadway. They've got one on Blake and 16th as well. Tons of great deals going on. They've got happy hour at all locations from 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. $1 off drafts, $1 off house and coin style marks. $20 party marks, $1 off party marks and queso. Yo, let's get some yeah. party marks after this show, guys. Uh, who's up? who's yeah. down? <laughs> you want to meet up for some party marks? I really do. Actually. Yeah, they're only 20 bucks. Uh, hit up Illegal Pete today. They got all those deals going on. Uh, if you're stopping into the DNVR bar, they got a location uh, blocks away on East Colfax. Um, I'm going to, can I share screen real quick, just for really, really quickly. Cause the guys keep telling me use translate so you can read the chat. Yeah, so I try to Mata's itches. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, right. Mata's itches. Like, all right. Got them caught caught up, guys. Guys. That's amazing. What was it? Uh, was it the Giannis tweet? Giannis is perverted. What was that translation? No, it's Jokic. Oh. It's Jokic. Jokic it's a pervert. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which means yeah, Jokic is a pervert. Which means Guys, we're bringing back. We got to race through this because Ali's got to get. Um, but we have a guest in the chat. Everybody, welcome oh in. God. Lycos. Lycos. I'm so nervous right now. Lycos. Lycos. Hey, a nice cheers. little Friday beer. Little cheers. Uh, where are you, uh, Lycos? Where are you calling in from? Oh, my what? God. The top human, a life size wow. portrait. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> your podcast while I was watching and she got it for my birthday on Monday so it's all good nice. <laughs> nice. happy birthday by the way thanks um, um go ahead do you hear me sorry yep we got you yeah sorry um I'm from Belgrade Serbia so yeah I'm homeboy of Jokic <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you a, a re resident of earth we're all Jokic's homeboy that's yeah. true. Um, we're coming to Belgrade. We don't know when, but soon we are coming. I, I expect you will have a big party for us uh, upon our um, arrival. Well, hopefully. Uh, my wife is pregnant, and she's uh, giving birth in about a month. So we'll you want us to come there. to the birth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd be honored. Exactly. We can exactly. make it. Exactly. We, could, uh, we could do a show. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I, Deb's coming, too, so all five of us in the, in the delivery. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I need to get like uh, about a hundred shirts because it's customary when a uh, Serbian guy gets a baby to rip his shirt off. So I will go to second hand. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> an amazing tradition that we Great need. Great glass to over here. face. It's tradition. We just uh... <laughs> incredible. That, that, that's, just, you know, that, that's that's a normal weekend in Serbia. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> Uh, all right, last question before we get to the steps. But if you were to name your child Eric, Vote, Wind, or Adam, what would you choose? You had to. Oh. My name is Brendan. I do want yeah, to. Yeah, my, my first name is Harrison. <laughs> my given name. This, well, is, a big, this is a big one, guys. This is a big one. The closest one we got here is, you know, we also have Adam because it's a biblical name. That's right. All of the other, all of the other names are Anglo-Saxon, I guess. So they're not really customary here. That's right. Yeah. Most of the definitely not customary <laughs> anywhere. This sucks. I itch. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> According to the translate, uh, are, are you ready to take on the steps? Do you do you know how the steps works, Lycos? Were you around last year? No. Wolf told me, you know, short. Uh, short summary that it's like uh, just basic nuggets questions. Yep. Trivia. Well, Trivia. I, I wouldn't hopefully, call it basic. Hopefully, 
I wouldn't yeah. call it basic. Uh, Allie, why don't we go ahead and hit question number one, and we're going to start oh that old this. music. How I is the music this. level? If it's too loud, let me know, guys, because I can't hear the oh, feedback. It sounds good. Question number one. Sent, I, I feel anxious immediately. I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, Allie, if there's a way to, like, hide the chat. Lycos, yeah, he can't. There's some way you can do that. I can't remember how it is. All right, question number one, Lycos. Who won the 2021 NBA MVP? Wow. Oh, that's really, I don't know, Nikola Jokic? Yeah, that's correct! <laughs> a little hasty, a little quick, but yeah. Jeebly, Make sure you jeebly. save this uh, for your for your young new your young newborn so you can show them how well you did early you do. On. They do get harder. Each question gets a little bit harder. Okay, number oh, two. <sighs> Who did the Denver Nuggets defeat in the first round of the 2021 NBA playoffs? Portland. That is correct. The wow. This, this guy really watches correct. the Nuggets, baby. Dude, this guy's incredible. Number three. How many games did Nikola Jokic play in the 2021 regular season? Serbs don't sit all 72. There it is. Serbs don't sit. Serbs don't sit. It is That's funny. That's amazing. I thought that one might trip somebody up and they think 82, but no, of course, 72. Don't, don't get me started on that, but... Uh, okay. <laughs> sensitive like subject. Are you, are you ironic? Are you sitting right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ironically, right. Wow. They do wow. sit. <laughs> apparently <it's just> <laughs> That's hilarious. Number, number four. Which DNVR sponsor provides Wagyu beef straight to your door? <laughs> <laughs> he might trip up on this one. Look at the look wait, 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 wait. Uh, Hassel Kyle Company. Yes! All right, this one. If you get this one, you get a free sticker pack. Uh, the shipping on this tipper cat is this, cost a lot. This is actually great. <laughs> Brandon does not want you to get this right. This is he really does <laughs> All right, number five. What two players did the Nuggets trade to the Magic for Aaron Gordon? With um, okay, uh, oh my, my brain froze. Oh the, no, the, the, the the little guy, it, yeah, yeah, it's not PJ, it's the other one. Close, <laughs> oh, the other one. Oh, I get what he's yeah. saying, I get what he's saying. <laughs> okay. It's not P, yeah, J- uh, JP, no. <laughs> he knows. He knows too. Yes. Yeah, I know, but but, but, but I'm just. Uh, can I get a pass on this? <laughs> you got your goddamn mind. No like, hey, this is great. He's gonna fall on number five. Oh my god, dude! Uh, Tumbling down the steps. We might have to wait, give wait, a. Wait. Wait, did, is he's he so close. Oh. He, has, he has. He knows it. Well, my brain just, just froze at the moment. That's that's a problem. All right, like us, we need a we Gary Harris. That's correct. Gary Harris, and uh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of the steps is everyone being like, "This is too easy." Until like, boom! Immediately, it's, it's not hard. easy. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a guess? You got no, five I, seconds. I'm gonna give him a hint, but no. Right when the clock, right when the music stops, we gotta have a guess. God damn. <laughs> uh, uh, our... Out of there! He's out of there! 
Who got it? He said RJ Harris. What do we think, judges? I think he's out of there, guys. Oh, mid answer. The music stopped. The music stopped. There was here's the, oh you are bad. Lycos, first of all, he was fantastic. He was a fantastic. Lycos, what did you say? R.G. Harris, because my man. Oh, get him out of here! Oh, we'll send you half the sticker. We'll send you half the sticker. Um, all right, like man, the stuff. steps. I missed it. <laughs> I missed, I missed that so the much. steps, man. That was fantastic. Um, no, that, no, nothing, nothing makes me feel more alive than meeting our beloved members of the chat and then shaming them internationally. That's right. No <laughs> one's safe. A good one. Man, like this was a good one. That was a uh, that was a good participant on the steps. Uh, guys, every Friday, as I brought up, what do we have here? Oh, yeah. I just want to break the fourth wall just so you guys, wow, you guys want to get that. really meta. So oh, on the goodness. show right now is a picture of me on the show. Oh, and wow. if you look really closely in the picture, I that's actually it. me on the show. I just wow. I don't know. I just thought that was cool. Wow. That was cool, cool man. That's, so That's um, one of the worst things I've ever seen. I'm not impressed. That's very that. very cool. This um, this is why I missed the D line sign. All right, that does it, guys, uh, for today's show. So if you don't know, well, this is our first week of the true offseason. We had the little one buffer week where it was kind of like our, our, you know, semi on vacation. Our minds were on vacation. But this week, you know, Monday, mailbag. So you guys want to spend Monday at 2 o'clock. We're going to be answering all your guys' questions. Tuesday, Thursday, we're going to have guests. Wednesday, we do the draft prospect. Next week, we'll have a new prospect that we're going to discuss. And then, of course, casual Friday with all the fun stuff that we always do, including the steps. So if you want another chance next week, guys, you have a chance to win DNVR merch maybe a subscription yeah that's how it always starts Miles. that's what they all that's say, they all that's say. They all it's say. like fantasy drafting seat, baby as, Allie, as it looks from home and i have i have a, i have one last video i'd like to share from the oh from god online, all right i'll see this show is never gonna end <laughs> um oh maybe i shared the wrong one you, you know, know what that's the show hold on hold on hold on what what are we doing I'll meet you guys 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 echoing everything's going crazy thanks everybody for tuning in don't forget to hit that like button become a DNBR member all the good stuff we'll see you guys on Monday have a great weekend be nice to each other if you're looking for a place to get your teeth clean maybe you need some dental work done make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental Group a lot of us here at DNBR have gone there to get everything done from getting our wisdom teeth pulled to cavities filled they're great people they care about you as a customer and right now at green mountain dental group stop in there schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them they will give you a free sonicare toothbrush a top line electric toothbrush so check out green mountain dental group today located 15 minutes from downtown denver and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them get a free sonicare toothbrush today